Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Usham Motuzaita Pinkavichin. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Husha. Let's start episode 610 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Joanna and she writes, Dear Vidas, can finger substitutions be used in slow baroque music such as Kyrie by Cabezon? Or is it best to stick to articulated fingering even in relatively slow passages? What do you think, Osha? I don't think you need finger substitutions in playing the music mentioned before. You know, either it's slow or it's fast, it doesn't matter. Baroque is Baroque. Well, sometimes baroque music is really advanced right and very thick texture then then you might end up needing finger substitutions in in uh, advanced keys more than three sharps or flats right but still uh, you know as i understand finger substitution is mostly used for playing legato which is needed to play romantic and modern music Yes, in and because in Baroque music you very uh, rarely play legato, in exceptional cases. Therefore, there is no need for finger substitutions. That's my opinion. I agree. The composer has to explicitly state that the piece has to be performed, or parts of the piece have to be performed legato, and not the editor, but composer, right, Osha? Yes, because if you would look at 19th century or beginning of 20th century edition of Baroque music, you would find legato everywhere. But it doesn't mean that you need to use those editions. Yes, so Joanna uh, mentions a piece by Cabezon, Antonio Cabezon, Renaissance um, Spanish composer. Uh, And... um, and his music is quite polyphonic in nature, a little bit similar to Swellings, I, I believe, right? Yes, but still I don't believe his music should be played legato. Yeah, definitely, because he doesn't use any advanced keys. In those days, the temperament was obviously mintone, and mintone temperament uh, accommodated only simple keys with no more than two accidentals probably three would be a stretch uh, but two sharps and flats might might be appropriate F- two flats are more commonly seen than two sharps right Osha? yes that's right so yeah i would also avoid the finger substitution here as well um If if this Kyria, for example, has uh, four parts, right? For ex- for example, what's the best way, Osha, to 
discover the ideal articulation. How do you know that you are articulated correctly? Well, first of all, I look at the meter. Because I, well, in order to, you know, to understand early music, you need to look at the meter and then to decide how many strong beats in the measure, per measure there is. And that, you know, also helps me to articulate. And obviously, this articulation helps you in choosing fingering as well. Yes, that's right. Because usually you try to use good fingers on the strong beats and not good fingers on the weak beats. What do you mean good fingers? Are there any bad fingers? <laughs> Can you uh, cut them off then if they are bad? <laughs> no, but look at all those you know, angels playing portatives or Saint Cecilia playing the organ. Have you noticed how unnatural their fingers look? Because we use pair fingering very often. Meaning that they play with the longest fingers only, right? Two and three and four, but not one and five. Yes, that's right. That's that's absolutely correct, Osha. I'm glad uh, Joanna mentioned this. Because we can now uh, take a look a little bit uh, deeply at the issue of fingering, because it's it's related to finger substitutions, and uh, it's related to articulation, right? You said that uh, legato touch requires sometimes finger substitutions if the texture is uh, very thick, right? Yes, very often actually it requires finger substitutions, otherwise you wouldn't be able to do that. And even you, sometimes you have to slide with one finger, you know, to to play legato. Exactly, from from uh, from a, a white key to another white key, or from the black key to another white key. Yes, that's right. Finger glissandos, it's yes, called. Yes, finger mm -hmm. glissandos. But this is for later music, and for earlier music, we use um, we use detached articulation which doesn't require finger substitution, even in thick passages. That's right. You know, people often forget uh, that we are playing early music and we still, you know, paint the shape with their wrists, which is also not, not a correct way, probably, of doing that. We forget to shift entire hand. To move one hand... Uh, from one position to yes. another. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. same with with pedaling too. We don't use uh, ped, uh, feet crossing. We shift both feet together. Yes, if we can, we do. <laughs> if not, then not. <laughs> Elsa <laughs> is not not so convinced about this principle. I see. From her expression. Well, I don't know where have you found that, you know, holding feet together. I think holding feet together works for later music, for modern music. In in Baroque music, you don't pedal like that, keeping both feet together and ankles together as you like. Because when you are 
pedaling the baroque music this is very important to feel you know the weight of your leg it's and it to put the weight on your actually hip i'm not referring to baroque music uh, in general i i probably thinking about uh, specific passages where where pedal line forms a scale like passage stepwise motion and you inevitably have to play with uh, alternate toe pedaling left right left right or right left right left and what you see happens I've, i see people sometimes they cross one foot behind another that's what I am trying to avoid in these passages, not in in general, but if you if you then shift both feet together, then you don't cross them. Is it does it make sense? Ocean? Well, I'm not thinking about that, but I have never crossed my legs while playing Bach's let's see music. I will have to look at the pedal camera when you record the videos on YouTube. Okay, do that. Shall we look at? Uh, together with you on on the big screen <laughs> maybe not <laughs> good mm. you are not my teacher you know no i'm not no then then who's your teacher i don't have any right now i'm teaching myself autodidact yes that's right <laughs> me too Or can you be my teacher then? No. Why not? I think you are already clever enough to manage on on your own. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's good to have a teacher and uh, listen to your teacher, and your teacher tells you what to do. You just follow directions and you continue progressing, right? Yes, but sometime, you know, you still finish your studies and you have to move on your own. I don't want to finish my studies. I want to be a student all... Forever. Mm, forever, yeah. <laughs> What cost you a lot? Tuition is expensive. Tuition, yeah. yeah. I will take a second mortgage. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, Joanna, uh, it's the first question that somebody asked about Cabezon. Somehow uh, people don't play Cabezons that often. Yes, that's right. He's not so popular comparing to, let's see, Bach. But I think his his music is worth of, you know, playing because it's so polyphonic and so complex. Cabezon was one of the first uh, first Spanish composers that came to prominence, right? First uh, really uh, well-known organ composers, the earliest probably one. And uh, and nowadays his edition is really available online and um, people could could start playing their uh, his uh, variations. It's called differentias. Yes, that's right. Although I don't think if I would play Cabezon on a modern instrument. Don't you think so too? Mm, yeah, it doesn't make sense because uh, if if the tuning is 
modern like like equal temperament it doesn't make sense the colors are not there but we have helped for example uh, from from spain the palma i think model which we might download sometimes and uh, and start using would you like to try cabezon on that yes i think it would be interesting to try mm -hmm. and later spanish music 17th century as well uh, Francisco Correa de Araujo, uh, Aguilera de Heredias, I don't think I'm pronouncing their names correctly, but uh, but um, Pablo Bruna was my favorite. They created Tientos, Versets, things like that. Uh, and and uh, there is a lot of gems, little gems to be found in those relatively little plate masterworks that's right okay guys thank you joanna for this question for thank you everyone who is submitting questions please do that more often we we like helping you grow and remember when you practice miracles happen this podcast is supported by total organist the most comprehensive organ training program online. It has hundreds of courses, coaching and practice materials for every area of organ playing, thousands of instructional videos and PDFs. You will not find more value anywhere else online. Total Organist helps you to master any piece, perfect your technique, develop your sight reading skills, and improvise or compose your own music and much, much more. Sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on Total Organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. If you like our organ music, you can also support us on Patreon and get free CDs. Find out more at patreon.com slash secrets of organ playing.